<laughs> so, Greg, how does yeah. it feel for the first time to not be the butt of the joke? It feels so good, George. It really does. <laughs> Don't get used to so it. Good. I won't. Don't get used to it. I'm going to take all of it, LZ, and I'm just going to feel so good about it for this moment in time. Mm-hmm. I got a gigantic smile on my face over that one. He really does. Aaron Hank. Right. I told you what happened, okay? No, I'm sure you did. Mm. Aaron I still Hank. need a reasonable explanation. That's just that was whoo, sweet Jesus. You had girl. me second guessing myself. <laughs> I mean, then I'm that good. I, did. Oh I mean, God. shoot. Once Black History Month passed, you can catch me almost anything. <laughs> Aaron Hank. So, uh, how long will it be before Greg reclaims his spot on top of the butt of the joke mountaintop? I mean, probably minutes. ten minutes. I would say tops. Ten, Sometime ten. today, easy. It yeah. will happen today. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first question would be to you, Greg Bergman. I saw you yesterday at this Dodger game on social media, and you were with producer Lindsay from Mason in Ireland. And I don't know, man. Things kind of look pretty cuddly. I uh, was that a professional visit to the ballpark, or you like what's what's something going we, on here? We yeah, came well, separately. What was up with your work date yesterday? Yeah, it was. I I went with a buddy of mine. She went with her brother, and then we met up in the middle of the fourth inning, right around the fifth inning, and Why? We, we sat mm. down. Why? To try the Why hot dog. Why did you meet up? Why did to, you meet up? To try the hot dog. Uh-huh. You couldn't the try the hot dog. dog by yourself? No, because it's better content if we have a video of the two of us eating the hot dog. Mm-hmm. Is that how you sold that? Mm-hmm. I like that. It's That's okay smooth. to have a work date. I mean, it doesn't mean that there's anything other than professional, no. but I'm just saying it was a work date. Right, we, we, yeah, I mean, we do you really think I need watch. to interview Aaron Rodgers? Of course not. So, like, okay, so let's say if, if Jorge, if I saw Jorge at a Dodger game and we sat down, was that a, is that a work date? Kind no, of. that's something else that made me cry therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Just meeting up with a coworker to have a hot dog. Yeah, that's very good, LZ. <laughs> so w- when you when you met up with you went with who you said? I went with a buddy of mine. Right. What's the buddy's name? Yeah, Bill. Bill. I don't even believe you. I know, right? It I don't believe fast. you. Bill. I mean, Bill. Bob would have been the only other name that would have been less I mean, less he suspicious. works at a different John. company. So yeah. uh, you, if you want me to say it's Bill Ryder, if he works at a totally different company. Where does Bill oh, Ryder so. work these days? CBS. Oh. He did um, have a CBS thing on. Yeah, he did have a mm-hmm. CBS thing on. Yeah. And what does this Bill Ryder do for a living? <laughs> he writes? <laughs> he does write, but he is also a radio host, just like you guys in the morning for CBS. Um, I don't know if it's just like us, but it's in the no, same definitely. industry. It's it's the same industry, correct? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's just yeah. like us though. Yeah. Yeah, radio. I don't think anything's just like us. <laughs> right. I, I got to be honest with you. There's that no, part. Of course not. Although We're the let Lakers. me let me get this right. let me get this straight. Go so y- yesterday, and and I don't know if Chris is listening. I mean, I feel like he's always oh, listening. So there's that part of the equation, but. Um, Yesterday, he's got spies. He's got he, spies. Pl- he plays this thing on on the open of Mason in Ireland taking a swipe at us and through some Twitter or some tweet from somebody. And, you know, so we made jokes. We made jokes about them, like the average audience, you know, the drink of choice for the uh, audience of Mason in Ireland is probably insure. You said prune juice, LZ. Um, you know, we had some fun at their expense. So apparently Mason has now tweeted, I made – now – I'm a daily regular listener to Sedano, LZ, and Cap. I was in my car yesterday while they were banging on me in LA, Ireland. I guess this means war in capital letters. The alliance has fallen. So that's interesting only because Morales told me today that when they played the stuff of me and LZ, you know, mentioning insure and prune juice, that they apologized for saying the stuff they said and the tweets that they said. So is that Mason that bipolar that literally within an hour he's back to wanting war? 
I find that very hard to believe that they would apologize for reading a tweet. I mean, that's what from, Chris said. I don't know. From I mean, a, is there from audio a, of this? I don't, know. I don't know. Guy sends a tweet, and I remember it saying something like, you know, wow, three hours of your show goes by like in a minute. But when I listen to SLK, one minute feels like three hours. Right. They seem to enjoy that. And then uh, prune juice and ensure and other, you know, beverages. Yeah. You know, that, uh, I was going to go with Boost, things. but LZ says that sounded too uh, too Sounded cool. Yeah. yeah, it sounded way too cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm glad you're listening, Mace. Um, you can wage war if you want. That's fine. I actually didn't even know you were on the battlefield. So if yeah. you want to pick up and battle, you know, more power to you. I'm more concerned about, you know, the game tomorrow and, uh, you know, the battle at the wait, Lakers Wait, wait, before have. we get to the game tomorrow, I want to complete the discussion of whether Greg has game or not. So let, let's finish that real quick. Wait, game? what kind of game? Well, this is, this what do you no mean game? kind of game? I'm just saying game? You know, the game that at, at his work date is what I'm saying. Um, mm. So let's finish this that discussion. This is about discussion. the hot dog, George. That so, no one believed when I said I was the first one on this station to say that I was a nasty hot dog. So what was, mm. okay, so you on your work date. Did you yeah, she yeah, did. she edited herself. She when she was yeah, say that's nasty good. Ass hot oh, that is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that is good. Uh, hot dog. So, it, Greg, on your work date with Lindsay, did you, um, did you, you, you clearly sampled said hot dog, correct? I did sample said hot dog, and said hot dog is a gas station hot dog, and should never be eaten by anybody. Oh my! Are we talking like a gas station, like a Seven Eleven kind of deal, no, no, or like like a, like a fancy one that has sushi as well? No. no. <laughs> what gas station are you going to that has sushi? You know, fancy ones. Clearly, darling, you haven't been to Scottsdale. Yeah, Alan has not. sushi I from a gas station. Have. I would never eat sushi, man. I struggle it's having sushi from a supermarket. What are you talking nah, about? Don't be afraid of that. That's okay. No, it just depends what supermarket, though. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the same thing with gas station. It all depends on, you know, the fixings. You're so getting Scottsdale sushi but, from but, a 7-Eleven. There's not a 7-Eleven within the Scottsdale city limit, I don't believe. I don't think it's allowed <laughs> okay, it won't legislatively. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. is this hot dog the kind of hot dog that, like, is rolled in a convenience store where it's just on a on an ongoing thing all day long, six, eight hours? You don't know how long it's been on there. It's all wrinkly and old and gross. Yep. Is it? It's that kind of hot dog. Yeah, that kind of hot dog, like AM, PM type hot dogs. No, yeah. Wow. Wait a second. Laura's in the background going, "No, no, man." What's AM, PM is not as bad as this new Dodger. Come on, you're not I getting Dodger. This is ridiculous. Come it's on. So, I didn't finish it. I literally didn't finish it. Did Would you, you find it, it at an no. Arco? Oh, an Arco. That that might be a little bit rough, but it's right on the cusp of an. Because Arco, Arco, Arco is like cash only. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you, you got it. You can't even. Use, right? They charge you, right? To right. Use Thirty-five your cents. Card, don't they? they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Mm. Is it grilled? Is it boiled? Explain the I, preparation. I got the grilled. So I went up to the st- I went up to the to the place and I said I want two grilled hot Dodger dogs. And they gave me the two grilled Dodger dogs. You and paid for Lindsay. First, good job. Yeah. So I I I went and expensed I ate it. some of it. And I, no, I expensed it. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> I tried it, and at first I'm like, eh, it doesn't taste like a regular Dodger bug, but it's fine. Halfway through it, I said, I can't eat this anymore. This Come is the on. grossest thing. Oh, How much no, but is it like a mental thing because you know it's not Farmer John, no, or is it really because no, it tastes bad? No, I when I go to a Dodger game, and Laura can back me on this, you go, you get a beer, two hot dogs, and you sit down, two and you enjoy hot- Okay, yes, first of absolutely. all, it's a margarita and one hot dog, but yeah, two the hot thing dogs. is, no, I didn't know. First of all, know. it's a margarita and some carrot sticks. And I bring in my own protein bar. Bring your own protein bar, LZ. The thing is, though, when I got it, the story had... I had him broken out. Like, it, it right, wasn't right. out yet. Yeah. So I yeah, was yeah. like, You broke disgusting. the story, actually. It was disgusting. I was like, yeah. what? 
I'm yeah, didn't we didn't the know story, the story. But... You said that it was a bad dog on the air, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Huh?" And then you said you you heard that it wasn't Farmer John anymore, and then literally like a day or two later, it became like a big story. Yeah. This has to be an exaggeration that it's that bad. Come on, it's a hot dog at a ball game. No, right. no, no, no. The Dodger dog was a staple. You could taste it. You can taste it. It was good. You went through. You sat down. You're like, this okay. is a Dodger game. Chris Rodriguez just tweeted us and said, AMPM hot dogs are pretty good, especially if you get the spicy one. Mm-hmm. Too much good stuff, huh? Here we go. I'm just saying. Yeah. So what is it? I mean, it wasn't a spicy hot dog. And I'm not getting any hot dog from a... I, I, listen, I am not. I'm definitely not. Elsie's <laughs> wait. Elsie's getting uh, sushi from a gas station. Yes, crazy. Like to me. Hey, hey, when hey. I lived in Hawaii, I, I got sushi it from a Seven Eleven. It was good. It's fancy. Right, but you lived in Hawaii. You're surrounded by water. Like that's a little different. And everything in Hawaii is different. Like I, when it comes um, to fish. Hey, hey, what time was this hot dog consumed? This is an important factor okay. here. Uh, okay. Let's see. It was seven. It was seven o'clock. Game. Oh was, no, okay. no no. Oh, oh, I think okay. I know what you mean. I know Kaplan. where you're going with this. And okay. yes, it's Princess, the meat after seven for Greg Bergman. Yep. And it was Princess Belly that all night last night. Absolutely. Really? Okay. Absolutely. So maybe you're not the right person to ask about this because you've 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 alluded on no not alluded you've actually said it frankly on this show. But they're pork. that that well. But you said meat. Well, they're, they're these the hot dogs are pork. You have to get. The I mean, what do you think dogs. pork is? It's not it's meat. Still meat. No, I, it's red meat. <laughs> no, I only red meat. Pork is white meat. Right, but there's a Why lot of so stuff racist? in a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's seriously. not just is this. It's not like pork loin, you know, or shoulder that you're getting at like you know a restaurant. Like there's a lot Who's of stuff. Getting in pork there. loin at the gas station. <laughs> Stop it. And some oxtail. Yeah, no, don't that's a Costco. The yeah. no, don't forget the cocktail. So, well, here's a question for you, Greg. Did you have a good time? Yeah, I had a great time. You know what? Going to this game with only about eighteen to twenty thousand people was amazing. Right, because nothing, everything's easy, right? Yeah, you go right in, you get right out, you walk right up to the concession stand, you walk right into the bathroom, you walk right back, you miss nothing. Anybody wearing masks? It seems like every baseball game I watch, I look behind home plate, people are sitting closer than ever before, and there's more of them, and nobody's wearing masks, and I'm like... Okay, let's get back to life, people. What are you seeing, Greg? So my section, there we had space in between us. We were definitely at least six feet apart. Are you in the vaccinated se- section? No, I, we, got, so we got some nice seats. We, are I, you we in the sat- gross hot dog section? <laughs> They're all the gross hot dog sections. But it was uh, we were on the third base side on the field level. And it was, Did you get it the was first great. base or just the third base? No, third base. <laughs> Always the third base, LZ. All right, just checking. And on that work day. And no, people were not wearing Well, because third base, you get the shade, no? Yeah. Well, there was, yeah. it was nighttime, so it was fine. Well, but, but I'm saying like on the, at sunset or whatever. Yes, yeah. at sunset, yeah. You do get the yeah. shade there. It was, yeah. it was a good spot. Oh, yeah, Cold? I had sunset. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, you had a sunset at your work date. Mm-hmm. Is work what you, date, what sunset. She was alluding to. Oh, yeah. Did you guys, I, you guys are trying to make shop? this thing happen, and it really <laughs> is Make what work happen? Day. What are you talking about? Exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. The work date. You're really trying hard. It's, it's a work day. Way. What are you it, talking about? LZ and I have had work. plenty of work dates, and Scott Plenty's and I have together. had work dates, and you know, Chris and I have There's had work dates. There's photographs of us. Yes, yeah. we, and not to mention like a thousand and one remotes over the years. Like we're always on work dates. So Why are, are you so insecure about your work? Yeah. Dates? There's no I would insecurity agree. Yeah. in it. What is so insecure about the only this? insecurity? It's not even insecurity. It's that Scott's coming in going, "Ooh, you guys are getting all cuddly." That's where it was still a little bit weird. Well, I don't know anything about cuddly. You say you got to third base, and that's all I was asking. That you did say that. You did say. You were in third base. No, no, no. I don't. What are you trying to do, Laura? I know what you're trying to do. You were there with your Aaron Hank. Yeah, yeah, that's are played you, out. Whatever. Are you uh, divulging? Played out, no way. 
No, no, it's not played out. You didn't even make it to 415, Greg. You didn't even make it to 415. You're the butt of the joke, and we're not even at the first break. <laughs> that was exactly what was going to happen. There was no chance it wasn't well, going to work Well, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You spoke it into existence. <laughs> you did. You're like LeVar Ball. Laura said within 10 minutes, so, you know. Uh, I, I was right. <laughs> All right. What is the worst gas station food you can eat? 877-710-ESPN. Oh, 877-710-3776. What is your worst gas station food experience? Hit us up right now. Because I can give you uh, one. It was some taquitos. And it was a terrible idea in retrospect. Mm. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Uh, by the way, obviously, we know Lakers, Warriors tomorrow. You can catch the action beginning here with coverage at 530. We will take you up to said coverage tomorrow. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, get ready for that. We've got some really fun conversations in regards to that. Well, it's not a series, right? It's the one game scenario. Um, and. We got something – We, you know, there's a lot of people talking about the most valuable player in the NBA. But, LZ, you brought this up on the chat yesterday. We never really got a chance to execute it. But I feel like we need to have a conversation of who is the most valuable player in the NBA. Not what? most valuable player. The most valuable player in the NBA. dollar bills, y'all. Exactly. So if we'll get to that. where I was from. Yeah, exactly. Then you would know. We'll get, we'll get to that in just a second. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So now Ozzy and Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What happened? Anybody see uh, this tweet that Mason no. and Ireland are like grumpy old men and Sedano, LZ, and Cap is like the three amigos? Oh, uh, oh, from Granted LA. Yes, I did see that. It's okay. Look, man. You know, Mace, Mace has sent a text... Like, which says, version, he, though, of Three Amigos, though? <laughs> the, uh, the the Chevy the, Chase, uh, Steve Martin, Steve Martin, Martin um, Short, Martin Short version. Yes. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. A plethora, <laughs> el guapo. Mm. Um, so Mason has texted us in a group text that says, "I didn't read it on the air. It was all Ireland." So he's now running John Ireland under the bus. Well, but he's day. also saying what was said cannot be unsaid. He's talking about us. Yeah. Yeah. My God, that sounds ominous. Is he Doctor Strange over there? <laughs> Casting spells? <laughs> um, yeah, it, 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 look, it, it, you know, I don't know what oh. to say. All I know is you guys took, you want, you, you came, you're like all of a sudden, like the situation, we're like Kwame Brown in this situation, right? Where we heard our names, we fired back, and everybody's like, you know, wait, wait, what do you mean? We weren't, you know, we weren't doing anything. By the way, I kind of have – look, I, you know, Matt and Steve and Steven and Gil are all, like, friends of the program. But, you know, I, I started to think about this. And they have since said to Kwame, like, look, man, we tried to solve it. They've been trying to solve it with him uh, privately, is my understanding, um, to just kind of talk to him man-to-man. Um, and, but I feel like Kwame's having fun with this now. <laughs> like, he, he just realized, oh, wait, I go on Instagram Live and a lot of people are interested in, my, in what I have to say. Because he is pouring it on now at this point. 
Yeah, it's becoming worse for me because I'm like sitting here with my fingers in my ears going, Terrifying. I can't listen yes, to yeah, this. Yeah. Please don't say that. You should sit this one that. out. Let, let me and LZ handle this one for a second real quick. <laughs> Just hang out for a second. Um, but LZ, I'm let actually, me ask I'm actually hanging it, I'm handing it over to you, actually. Because <laughs> I've tapped me, out, man. I've let tapped me just, out. Uh, let me just ask you this question about Kwame. Like, you know, look, obviously we, we know the three the other three guys pretty well and, and we, we like them and all that. But just, just in a silo here for a second on Kwame Brown. Um, like, do, do you feel like he deserves some empathy, Kwame Brown? Well, I certainly offered it to him. I certainly have talked about him with empathy many times over the years. Yeah. You I'm know, not saying because, you specifically. I'm just saying in general. We should be more no, but I, Like, we're, we, in the media and fans, we're very quick to just, like, get on guys. Now, I, don't, I think it's but tempered. It, it's, it's not just getting on guys in general because I do think, you know, this is sports. And especially right. in the NBA, smack talk is a, an essential element of ball. Right. So, like, I don't, I don't think that inherently was bad. I think what was bad that sports journalism did and that a number of people attached or connected to the sport did, which is forget that he was an 18-year-old child. Correct. And, That's and Scott, what we you did. Could ju- you could jump in on this conversation. I was just kidding. No, um, I'm, the, I'm, I'm with you, yeah, but was, I hear he was, you. He was, and, he, he was a child. And he was. We, Se- by the Darko, way, 17, I believe, yeah, when he was first drafted. And we did Darko yeah. the same way. Yeah, we did Darko the same way, and obviously we saw the documentary. Many of us saw the documentary or the report on Darko's life in the years since then, and how he's managing. But we forget that just because these people are superstars or big named athletes and making tons of money, that somehow we discount their humanity. And that's really bad when it comes to these kids. Right, Kwame was a kid. Yeah, he was a baby basically. and, and Scott, so let me ask you this, Scott, because you have you have kids who are all teenagers and whatnot in college and high school. Um, like, think about it. You you are going through that right now, right? Like, imagine if your kids oh, um, who didn't come up from in the background he came up through, right? Like, where he you know was a, a much more challenging situation. Like, I, I don't know if any kid, let alone a kid who who came up from nothing, right, is handed that situation and can necessarily succeed at it like i know people are gonna say well kobe and, and kevin garnett but let me let me push back for a second first of all kobe's dad was a professional athlete right kobe lived a worldly life he lived in italy for god's sake at some point in his life um and even kevin garnett who was you know a country kid from south carolina moved to chicago right it, it, as a kid to play high school ball there got a sense of you know the big city right or at least got more attention there and was able to kind of um be kind of had his hand held a little bit by the people there um, at Farragut Academy. And and I think that Kwame, you know, to LZ's point, Scott, also landed with Michael Jordan when he was like president player, whatever he was with the Wizards. And let's face it, I know we glorify Michael Jordan and the documentary was awesome and it was fun to reminisce. But the one part of the documentary that was, was you know, was mentioned, but it really was, it was more of a footnote was, Michael Jordan was a jerk, man. Like, he was not easy to deal with. And and could you imagine having to do that as a 17, 18-year-old kid with all those expectations? Listen, I, I, I feel bad for my own son because how many times am I watching a ball game and the, and the announcers go, it's really amazing he's 20 years old. And I look over at my kid and I go, you're 20? Like, you, you, can, can you do that? Like, no, I mean, it, it is amazing when a young person is able to be a number one overall pick or expected to be 
a young adult when they're literally like 17, 18, 19 years old. Yeah. So it, listen, it, I, I've, I'm with LZ, though. You see, the fun of all of this, as, as nasty as it seems to have gotten between Kwame on one side and all the other dudes on the other side, that's what the NBA is, in my opinion, in terms of talking and doing it publicly and not necessarily being fearful or caring about whose feelings you're hurt. I mean, it's, it's the smack talk that goes back and forth amongst players and all the drama that makes the NBA different from all the other leagues. Absolutely. And, and, and Cap and George, the other thing, and it's a rule that I talked about jokingly yesterday, but Michael Jordan s- certainly didn't apply it, which is you don't punch down. And when you're Michael Jordan and it's the NBA, you are the tippity of the top, 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 tip, top, top, tip, 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 top, top. Yeah. Right? And there's very few people that you can talk smack up to that you wouldn't be punching down. But you at least still got your contemporaries. You at least still got, you know, people who are on your level socioeconomically, if not professionally. So you do have some people you can give the business to, like Magic and blah, 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 blah. But a 17-year-old kid? Mm. Who idolizes you? Right. Who, who probably went from having your poster in his room like the year before. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I just think that that's the thing that stinks, right? Like, we we don't we don't do that stuff. It, it kind of reminds me of you know I know we joked about this the other day when we were talking about Millie Vanilli behind the music, right? But like, it is a little bit like that where you're like, man, um, like think about it. if you're Kwame Brown for the last 15, 20 years, whatever it's been. You know, you're hearing the jokes and the jokes and the jokes, and you know what? One day he just said bleep all of you that's it i'm gonna let it all out right now and you know i i kind of get it yeah kind of reminds me of um remember the lakers drafted a kid this is probably i don't know maybe 2005 six seven somewhere in that neighborhood remember the name andrew bynum does that name sound familiar yes well of course Yeah. Yeah. yeah right so like i remember him same thing like like he's 17 and you know people went well but kobe was here before him and so he'll kind of look out for him and and I was like, this kid's a baby. Like he's a little right. child. And Kobe wanted his body. ass traded. And Kobe wanted his ass traded for Jason Kidd. Can't blame him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it yeah. worked out for everybody. Jason got a ring. Kwame or uh, Andrew got a ring. Kobe got like so it worked out. But at the time, I did feel bad for Andrew Bynum because Kobe wasn't telling any lies. It was just unfortunate that they were being told in public. You know, it's like it's a no brainer if you have an opportunity to get an all time great like Jason Kidd in that situation. You try and pull the plug and you tr- pull the trigger and you try and get him. Kobe wasn't wrong about that. But the fact that so it was the public, public way, right? Yes. It's yes, the public yes, thing. Yes, because, yes, again, these yes. are kids. And I think that's part of the reason why I just tapped out and I was over it. Because Kwame is probably still dealing with so much unresolved trauma sure. from that time period. Sure. And by the way, period. LZ, I'm sure a lot of guys who were considered quote-unquote busts, right, number one picks in all sports, right? Right. Um, you exactly. know, the NFL, right? Ryan Leaf, we've Ryan seen Ryan Leaf that is the perfect fallout. example. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But there are many yeah. others, you know, yeah. who could not handle it. And then obviously we also know, if you want to extend it beyond that, what has happened to other child stars, right, or children yeah. of note, whether they're musical acts or young actors in a hit TV show. Right. Like, that process is hard. And so I kind of tapped out because I knew where everyone was kind of coming from. You know, no one, no Jax, no one, you know, Matt, understanding Kwame's scenario. And, of course, this dialogue within the larger ecosystem of Kwame Brown, the number one pick bust, right? So I kind of knew all the moving parts, and I just didn't want to get close again to the ugliness. I got close enough to see what it was, but I don't, I'm not really trying to listen to Kwame, you know, go at it. 
with those guys anymore because I just don't think it's productive. No, right. I, I agree with that. That's why I said it is funny. Like he's just he's he's venting now. Like he's yeah, just like he's, all right. He's right. He's un- like, he's unloading, you know, the, the uh, as much as he can. And I again, I kind of get it. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, so I'm with you on that. My discussion was more just kind of the big picture of the way we treat guys, particularly yeah. young guys coming into yeah, yeah. sports who don't live up to those expectations. I mean, and it's the same thing like with the documentary about Britney Spears. And I know people are like going, "Well, you just compare Kwame to Britney Spears?" Yeah, I did because they were basically the same damn age. <laughs> we also got torn apart by the media. When they were put on blast and every single move that they made was ridiculed as if we weren't 18 years old once. So it's just sort of like I've kind of grown in that. You know, I'm sure if you go back to some of my you know appearances, whether on CNN or earlier columns or something like that, I'm sure I was an ass too, just like the rest of us. But when you know better, you're supposed to do better. And I would like to think the NBA knows better now. So for the next, you know, group of young people that come in, and I think we've done a better job of that with young people in general, but just going forward as more young people get into the league, that we remember that they're people. They are, right. And I think as I've gotten – look, when I got into this business, um, you know, early on, and, and, it, and it peaked kind of like with Skip Bayless and First Take and, the, and Stephen A and what they were doing, you know, before First Take kind of evolved some – you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was it, it, it there was very much like, yeah, just, you know, say the craziest thing that comes to your mind and don't worry about people's feelings over the years. Um, because I, the one thing I've never stopped doing is going into locker rooms. Um, you know what I'm saying? So because and that I know that, all, that that the three of us have mm-hmm. had those experiences. Scott, you on yep. the sidelines for NFL, LZ for all the, you know, the years you've covered sports, right? For for someone you've written I'm for. I'm still in the locker rooms. Right, right. So that's that's like, where the magic is. Right. So, you know, I think because of that, I've always been more cautious, right, on what I've said because I got to face you. So if I'm going to face you, I can't say anything something on TV or radio that I wouldn't say to your face. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I think that there's a little bit of, of that, too, at least for me, which is why I've tried my best always to be mindful of, hey, these people are people, man. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's real quick. It's interesting, just really quickly on this, you know, you talk about how a young person gets money and fame and then, you know, do they live up to expectations and if not get a lifetime of ridicule and what that can mean. You talk about all these young guys and pressure. Listen, don't discount what it is to be an 18-year-old kid and go play at Kansas or UCLA or play football at USC. I mean, the pressure of trying to play and dealing with school and all that. I mean, just it's just a lot on a young person. I'll say one thing about Kwame. Dude, I ain't heard from you in 10 years. So all of a sudden, you're in my consciousness every day. Yeah. Yeah. And and I honestly think for the most part, he's he's taken – like, I get what he's saying. Like, I, I do. All right, real quick, before we go to break, Tim is in Inglewood. And he has taken umbrage with uh, Greg and Laura and everyone who's talking about the Dodger dog. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, I'm offended by that because uh, <laughs> not personally, but like, uh, all I'm going to say real quick is I've been going to Dodger games all my life. I totally forgot about the change. Took my daughter this weekend for the first time. I had two all beef dogs. Didn't even tell the difference. Had a beer. It was down before you know it. I was back getting my third. So I, yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. And then I love as far this. as the uh, worst food. Um, that would have to be the pizza. You go to the Seven Elevens and their pizza and those oh. taquitos are terrible. Yeah, Absolutely t- terrible. Stay away. Yeah. Great show, though, guys. Have Th- a good day. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's an exaggeration. It's an exaggeration that the hot dog could be so great and now so bad. It's just a hot dog. It's like a bunch of minced pork products together. It's Some not- toes. Some right. snout, probably. There's all sorts of stuff in there. Like, you know what I mean? Ugh. Like, get out of here don't with, like, ugh. gourmet hot don't dog. Ugh. That's what you're doing. I know. Yeah. You're right. That's what you're doing. Get out of here with gourmet now, hot dog. 
With that being said, I still do it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I but I, 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 I'm with you. Get out of here, Greg and Laura and Lindsay, with your gourmet hot dog eating. 877-710-ESPN. If you've been to Dodger Stadium, is the dog that different? Or are you with Greg, Laura, and Lindsay on this? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you, Chris. Don't worry, there is no Aaron Hank in this. Uh, LZ. <laughs> Ooh, girl, you ain't never gonna live that down. No, girl. no. You're gonna be, be so 75 good. years old and be like, going, so Hey, did you ever find out about Aaron Hank? <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, That one L to Greg's a thousand. It's okay. We're not making it about mm-hmm. me. This is about you right now. All right. So, anyway, <laughs> LZ, mm-hmm. birthdays to start it off Tina Fey. Okay. Jack Johnson, the singer. Oh, love freaking Jack Johnson. So do I. And George <laughs> Strait. Oh. Ooh, overrated, shoot. underrated, properly rated. George Strait, properly rated. Properly rated. God, dog, the father of country music is properly rated. Um, I don't know why they call him like the father or the patriarch of country music since there was clearly country music before him. But anyway, um, so he's properly rated. Underrated, I'm going to go with Tina Fey, and I'm going to say Jack Johnson's overrated. Oof. I'm going to say Jack Johnson's overrated for one reason and one reason only. As much as I love him, I know if I took him down south to my mama's church, he couldn't get a church solo. He couldn't get a choir solo. And that's usually my barometer when I decide where the singer should be ranked. Will you get a solo on Sunday? And when I think about Jack Johnson, that answer is no. So there you go. George? Oh, you want me to go next? All right, so it's Jack Johnson, it's Tina Fey, and who else? George Strait. Uh, George Strait is properly rated. Um, I would say Jack Johnson is overrated, and I would say Tina Fey is underrated. Um, I think 30 Rock was – here's the deal. 30 Rock to me is like a super underrated TV show, Um, and any any scene with her in it was – always worth watching to me now it wasn't the case with everybody um the i forget the blonde lady's name in real life her character i didn't love always her scenes on the show when it was just her but anytime tina was with anybody particularly if it was with alec baldwin i was a million percent in on that uh on that show and those particular scenes so it was one of those shows that to me it it a lot depended on who was in a specific scene, but there was never a time that she wasn't on that I wasn't watching, like, really closely and laughing my ass off. So, um, And, look, the stuff she's done even outside of, of 30 Rock and SNL and all that stuff, like, I, I just think she's more underrated than people give her credit for. I'm kind of struggling with this one, I got to say. I'm going to go like this, though. I'm going to go George Strait overrated. I'm just going to go old-school country music overrated. I'm going to put Jack Johnson underrated. I saw him a couple years ago at a festival called Kaboo. He was great. I'm going to say a little underrated. And then I'm going to put Tina Fey in properly rated. All the things you just mentioned, her SNL career, her sitcom career. What was the, what was the woman's name who plays opposite her, though? The blonde. You mean Amy Poehler? Amy, Amy Poehler? Amy Poehler. I couldn't get it out either. Yeah. 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 
That's a tough one. That's good, Greg. Yeah. Thank That's you. A tough one. Well, but I guess it's just convenience of them all having the same birthday, huh? Uh, it's really not me. It's them. Uh, all right. So the next one is Laura was talking to me about this yesterday's show a little bit, and she told me that you guys did not make it to her Uber story yesterday. It's okay. So, we don't have to go there. So go ahead, Laura. Tell your story. And then Sedano, I want you to say whether this story is overrated, underrated, or properly rated. The whole thing was I was in Washington, D.C., got a little drunk, and my Uber driver kissed me. That's it. Uh, uh, that is not how you describe <laughs> wait, the story. Wait, 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 wait. Hold what? up. <laughs> now, I'm going to give you one more shot, and if you blow it the second time, then I'm going to go ahead and just tell the story for real. The way now, w- would you told. would you like another opportunity to tell the story, Laura? Would you like me to go ahead? I mean, and- that, that was what happened. All right, I mean, fine. Okay, You're not going to play along. No, I got it. I got it. Okay. I, was, I really was in Washington, D.C. By myself. By myself. I like to travel by myself. Mm-hmm. And I went to one bar, got a little tipsy. Then I was like, oh, I want to go to like a, a club thing. So I went and got really tipsy and i ended up getting an uber to where i thought i was going to my airbnb but i ended up ubering back to the first bar and the guy goes hey this isn't your airbnb and i was like yeah it is he goes no whatever we figured it out he takes me to my airbnb and then we just kind of talked a little bit and you know he kissed me and how much was the ride oh it was free (laughs) Mm. i didn't he just didn't charge me I never said not to charge me. George, would you kiss your Uber driver if it could be for free? Okay, that's no. how it went down. <laughs> would you at least let me describe what he looks like? You don't even know what he looks like. I mean, clearly he had to be good looking enough oh, for you yeah, to kiss he him, was, no? he was hot. Yeah. How do you okay, know? You well, were drunk. No, you don't even know hot. he was drunk. He was hot. He's you know like how six, it is. Three, you tall, pick up a 10 at 12 o'clock. How do you know he's 6'3 o'clock. if he's sitting down in a car? Well, you, I mean, I could tell you the entire story, but we're going to be here for a minute. I mean, we got time. We got three-hour show. <laughs> we got two and a half hours left. So, okay, so he asked, what was I going to do? And I said, nothing, just go go to sleep because I got to go to Philly. Like, I had to take a bus to go to Philly the next day. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, I, you know, he's like, would you be down and go get a, a cup of coffee? I was like, no, I don't drink coffee. He's like, what about tacos? I was like, dude, I'm game for tacos. So we went. The taco place was cleaning up because it was pretty late. And there was a Denny's right there, so he took. He, we went to Denny's. We had a hot chocolate. I had a hot chocolate. He had coffee. So we talked, and then when he took me back, that's when he kissed me. But man, the other way sounded better. For radio. and then and then. Oh, I. He said he he didn't work <laughs> the next day, <laughs> and then he's like, maybe I should go to Philly with you. I was like, yeah, totally. Let's let's do it. But he didn't go. That's it. Mm. So I saw how tall he was when we went to Denny's. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Ever happened what, do you, what do you order at Denny's? Was that properly rated, overrated, or underrated? Oh, he, uh, or pro- wings. Wings. <laughs> wings. <laughs> Buffalo wings. I would, was the kiss overrated, underrated, or properly rated? The story. No, forget the story. <laughs> Did he use tongue? What? That's a yes. Big time, of course. <laughs> Big time. Why are we still talking about me? <laughs> I mean. I mean, did the tongue kiss come before or after the tacos? Ooh, after- girl, you nasty. <laughs> You got chorizo all in your mouth. He didn't have tacos. The tacos were gone. He had wings. He had wings. He had wings. Okay. And hot chocolate. You got this and guy's number in your phone? Hell no. Yes, she does. It's no, in the Uber. I don't. You keep the trips in your Uber, but don't even act like you don't know how Uber works. You can go back and look at your Uber I, trips. I mean, I guess, but I don't care to. to I, look, it's like like Clinton said. Why would you care? I don't remember dude's name. Like, you why? can find out in the Uber app. But it still keeps all your to. trips. I don't you care. You could. Oh, it's right. It's logged. That's true. Yeah. I wouldn't care to find out his name, his number. 
Well, here, why don't you scroll and just tell us, and then we'll just know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You could just screenshot it to us. Oh, my God. We We keep it within the family. (laughs) You know what? In fact, we can then call them up and do a 30 for 30. Right. No, we're not doing that. (laughs) What if I told you in Washington, (laughs) D.C. Yes. (laughs) That in Washington, D.C., Gilbert Arenas is not the only legendary baller in that town. Shot caller. The other one driving into the, yeah, yeah, making a drive, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So what was the story, George? Oh, so anyway, I would say that that's fun. Oh, I almost cursed. Good Lord. Yeah, that was close. That was so close. I was so close to cursing there. Yeah, you might wow. as well just have gone for it. No, I should have no, at no, that no, point. No, no. I think I would have shocked both Greg and Laura. Um, yes, you would have. I, I would say uh, that is very underrated, is what I would say. Mm, there you go. All right. Underrated. <laughs> uh, when was the last time you were in D.C.? Was that your last trip? It was my first and last, yeah. Oh, really? You're not but going But I want to go back. I love D.C. Not because of that. It's just like I loved it. Well, yeah, you had a great experience. You're like, you like D.C.? You're like, yeah, I make out with the Uber driver. Yeah, no. not I, Minus the Uber driver, D.C. was so nice. <laughs> it was a good oh, time. It's kind of an important part of the t- plot twist, but okay. It was Denny's a- in D.C. <laughs> is lit. I mean, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. no That's aggressive, quick. Cap. That's really aggressive. What else we got, Cap? Is that it? Uh, Not Cap. Greg. Uh, yeah, that'll do it for overrated, underrated, properly. That's all rated. you got for us, huh? Yeah. I have plenty more, but it's just 40 past. Oh. Yeah. oh. Told yeah, you go. it was long. Yeah. It's okay. It was well worth it. All right, so peep, are there people still lined up to talk about the Dodger dog and see if you guys are, are, are just being exaggerators? I got two. Okay. Uh, so we'll hold on for those. It, look, basically, we're Greg, Laura, and Lindsay from the Mason and Ireland shows say that the Dodger dog is trash. The new Dodger dog is trash. Um, and we have uh, a gentleman, Tim and Inglewood, who called earlier, said that they're exaggerating, they're being silly. So I, I, I want it, you know, for the people that have gone, hit us up at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Overrated, underrated, properly rated is presented by KNN Filtration. Uh, we'll be back in two and a half minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yes, sir. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. We are checking in on the latest on the Dodger dog here in just a moment. Um, Let me ask you this. LeBron tweeted this out about him being kind of underappreciated as a scorer. And I kind of get it a little bit. I mean, 17 seasons of 25 points or more is by far the best number. And... I will say that when you think of LeBron first, do you think of him as a scorer first? Because I don't think I don't think most people do think of him that way. I do. And so do I. I do too, in a big way. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, really? I mean, he's LeBron James for crying out loud, because he took so much grief for so many years, maybe for being a pass first guy and not taking the quote unquote big shot, right? Yeah, like that's maybe. what I think of. Yeah, no, no, that's true. I mean, there were times where people would say, LeBron, why would you ever give the ball up? Why aren't you shooting it? But still, I mean, I think of him as a natural scorer. As a matter of fact, when he sent that tweet out saying, look, 
I've done it 17 times, 25 points in a season. And you look at number 12, guys who've done it 12 times, Jordan Durant, Kobe Malone. I actually wonder, why, why do you do this? Like, we, we know who you are. We know how great you are. You don't need to tell us. We know. Right. I don't I mean, know. But- he could just be celebrating himself. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I know it's on social media, but he still is just celebrating himself and sharing it with people who are fans of his, who want to just kind of celebrate this achievement. I don't think he's necessarily beating his chest on a, on a, on a discussion of anything. He could just be like, wow, this is amazing. I'm so proud of myself. And he's got fans who are also proud of him too. But I think he's a walking bucket. I think part of the reason why he's not talked about in the same way as some of the other great scores in league history is because he's so damn big and strong and fast, right? So he doesn't need to do all the moves. He doesn't need to cross you up and break your ankles, blah, 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 blah. He can just go right by you, overpower you, and score very easily. Shaq doesn't get a lot of credit for being a great scorer either for the same reasons. He doesn't have the footwork of Elijah Wan. He doesn't have the jump shot of, of Patrick Ewan. He just overpowers and dunks on you. Yeah, he does. And you can't stop it. That's a bucket. It's called scoring. <laughs> it's yeah. called scoring. Right. You don't get extra if you put the ball on the ground. You don't get extra if you make someone fall before you go to the cup. You get oohs and ahs. You get talked about in the, in the, in the barbershop. There is currency for, for being able to do those things. But when it gets right down to it, can you score? Well, I would say the person who's what? Currently number three in the all-time scoring list answered that question like 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, to me, LeBron is is a natural scorer. George, everything you said about people in the earlier parts of his career asking why he'd rather give the ball up and dish and assist rather than take the big shot. Listen, you, you score 25 points a game for 17 different seasons. And I know people say things like, well, he was in that game, that last game of the season, late in the game, pad the stats a little bit, make sure he gets it. Maybe, maybe so, you know, maybe that is real. Maybe that is a possibility. But either way, I mean, that's it's an insane statistic, you know? So it's insane. And players pat stats all the time. All the time. So, uh, you know, he's not unique in that either. Um, I mean, Steph, what? He played, made sure he dropped like 40-some points, even though that seed was pretty much locked up, right? He didn't have to stay in and score all those points. The game was out of control. They had right. beaten Memphis comfortably. right. So, I mean, people do that all the time. I'm not going to begrudge him that. I'll just simply say that he doesn't put the ball on the ground and look sweet like Kyrie. He's not, you know, embarrassing guys like James Harden. He doesn't look nearly as smooth as KD. But he's a walking bucket nonetheless. Nonetheless. You know, he's got all the shots. He may not have the same moves as some of the great scorers. But he can make every one of the buckets, mid-range, long-distance threes, logo shots, hook shots, running shots. He does it all. So what do you want? <laughs> you know? George, you don't think of him as a scorer? Um, I mean, listen, I think he's a great scorer, but I don't think of him as a great scorer first, necessarily. Like, I think of him as just this incredible all-around player. When I think of scorers, like, I think of KD, Kyrie, right? Like, people like that who just um, are – primarily guys that get you buckets you know okay so so think whereas about lebron guys, yeah. lebron will go i mean i mean other than chris paul in today's game maybe i'm missing someone but like i think of though him and like chris paul as guys who 
can create so much havoc when they're on the floor that the defense is collapsed and he just has an easy lane to hit somebody right in their shooting pocket and, and create opportunities for everyone else. I, I think of it this way. I think of... Like, KD, I don't think LeBron forces it to get points, is well, what I'm saying. I, I was just going to say, I think the KDs and Kyries are amazing scorers, and maybe people like the idea of them having the rock when you need a bucket. But I like the idea of LeBron having the rock when I need a win, when I need a W, because I trust him for knowing what the right play is going to be. And maybe it is for him scoring. And, oh, by the way, there's plenty of footage of him hitting game-winning shots. Postseason, regular season, all-star game. He can hit the big shots in crunch time if he so chooses. He's also made incredible passes. He's also made the right defensive plays to save games. So I always think of LeBron as the dude that I want in the squad when I need a W. Yeah, maybe the nuance here is the word scorer. Because when you say that LeBron can do it all, and, and LZ, you went through every kind of shot that he can hit and the defense that he can play, he's to me, LeBron is a guy who can do everything as well or better than everybody else as an individual. And I'll give you just a, a comparison. What we're seeing, and I know many people are not paying attention to it, but here it goes. What Otani is doing in Anaheim for the Angels is something we don't see. You don't see a guy pitch with a 2.10 ERA. Not that I really care about ERAs. I'm just saying that he's a good pitcher. But he can also hit, and he's leading Major League Baseball with 13 home runs. We don't see guys who can do it all. We see guys who specialize. Right. LeBron is a do-it-all guy, including right. scoring. I mean, Otani would probably be – I know the, the Angels aren't, um, you know, good. that – Good, right, yeah. But, I mean, if you were looking at the best player in baseball this year, it is Otani, right? It's, he's the most complete player in all of baseball. He's yeah. an, he's a really great pitcher, yeah. and he's a power-hitting outfielder. He's got the most home runs, right. right. Yeah. Who, who else in baseball, I mean, occasionally you get a pitcher who hits, and occasionally you get a position player who needs to just you know eat up an inning on rare occasions, but who is a legit Frontline starting pitcher and the best home run hitter in one combination of a human body. One guy. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen them since the babe, <laughs> basically. Another brother, by the way. Exactly. Another brother. Just put that out there. <laughs> I know y'all try to steal them. You try to take them. But them finger waves don't lie. Elsie, I think we we need to do the documentary of the the find the uh, the genetics and the DNA of of George Herman Babe Ruth. I can see it now, man. You know, little jazz music starts playing. Well, I don't, then Morgan Greg, Freeman starts talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg, you suggested twenty three and Me. Is that what you said? Yeah, twenty three and Me. Isn't that the way? I, but I think you, you need saliva for that. He's not alive, so there's that. Damn. You know, so anybody yeah. ever done that? Anybody ever used? I have it. I have a kit right here because Key used to make fun of me uh, and say that some days I'm Cuban, some days I'm Mexican, some days I'm black, some days I'm white. Uh, so like he used to make fun where's of me. Your, that where's way. your favorite day, by the way? <laughs> so <laughs> so I actually got a twenty three and Me kit one day to do it on, and we never actually did the bit com through completion. Um, but it is actually absolutely sitting in one of a, in a drawer in my room. Like I still have it. I'm like afraid to do it. Me too. No I'm way. Little, I actually will do it now. I want to do one. I'm a little Why? worried that I may have some folks up in my family tree that may be embarrassing. Oh, not me. All right, let's do this on the other side. Let's attack that on the other side. Plus, I want to get into with the audience more on the dogs because I know there's a full board of calls, and I'm sorry we didn't get to. And who has the most pressure on them? 
in this postseason, in this playoffs, uh, these playoffs for the NBA? Because to me, there's only one answer, okay? And I'll get to that with LZ and Cap and the crew here in just a moment, plus what you need to know. 710 ESPN, back in tres minutos. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 